Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. I'm going out with the girls this weekend. Nails, done. Outfit, stunner. And my skin, I know it's going to be glowing because I glammed up my shower routine with new Olay Indulgent Moisture Body Wash. It smells so luxurious and deeply moisturizes with its super rich, creamy lather that's bursting with vitamin B3 complex. So my skin glows and my confidence grows. Try new Olay Indulgent Moisture Body Wash for glowing skin in just 14 days. What if AI could help your business deliver mission-critical outcomes with speed? With IBM Consulting, your business can design, build, and scale trusted AI using Watson X and modernize the way you work to accelerate real impact. Let's create AI that transforms your business. Learn more at ibm.com consulting. IBM, let's create. Hello and welcome to It Could Happen Here, once again, hosted by myself, Andrew, as, you know, we talk about whatever. We've entered a new year, so, you know, Happy New Year, by the way, James, I don't think I told you. Oh yeah, Happy New Year, Andrew. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, the whatever in question this time is carrying over from some of the discussions we had in the previous year, because, you know, time moves forward. Uh, And with time moving forward, how pertinent, it becomes increasingly necessary, very, very necessary to interrogate and to uproot a lot of the classical capitalist ideas uh, embedded in our world. An ideology, for example, that just won't die, that idea of development. Despite as many critics over the past few decades, despite the colonizing and post-colonial nations, people of those nations, you know, rallying against such projects of development due to the harms they've caused socially, environmentally, and otherwise, this ideology, this idea of development just won't die. Um, But here we are, 2023. And I think at least here in this podcast, among the audience of this podcast, we can agree that the time has come for some kind of alternative. Maybe some kind of alternative can happen here. You know, a different view, a new path you are we currently have. Enter, stage right, Buen Vivir. Are you familiar with the concept? I'm not, actually, no. It'd be fun to learn about it. All right, well, fantastic. So you could ask anything, any questions you have about it as I go along. So a lot of the early concepts related to this idea of Buen Vivir arose in reaction to the classical economic development strategies that have ripped through communities and their environments. I'm talking, of course, about acts of enclosure, 
privatization, new li- neoliberalization, economic imperialisms, and so forth. Capitalism in its element, basically. Government projects that line the pockets of politicians and bureaucrats. Development banks, quote-unquote, that really never seem to fund the people directly. When Revere draws from this heritage, a heritage of indigenous communities, uh, particularly in South America, in some cultures, they have no concepts analogous to the modern Western capitalist concept of development. Of course, modern is in quotes. There is no concept of a, a linear life, a linear time even, with a form and subsequent state. And so the idea of underdevelopment and development of primitive and advanced just does not mesh with that ontology. Uh, nor are these, these concepts of wealth and poverty, nor are they necessarily concepts of wealth and poverty as we understand them, uh, based on the accumulation or lack of material good. I've said Buen Vivir probably a dozen times by now. The question is, what is Buen Vivir? In Latin America, the concept of Buen Vivir or good life or good living uh, provides new alternatives to development. Um, and to be very honest with you, I feel, like, I feel like it's something that we should have been working on for a really long time. Um, you know, like me personally, I don't know about you, James, but I don't really care about GDP growth or <laughs> increasing return on investment. You know, I care about living a good life. Yeah. I care about buen vivir. And so I think the name of the philosophy itself and the name of the concept itself automatically gets you to ask the question, what is a good life? And the answer, the beauty of the answer is that you decide that. I decide that. We decide that. Our communities decide that collaboratively. The good life is not some sort of policy proposal or government project or development initiative or imposition. The good life is a pluralistic concept. It's buenos conviveres. It's different ways of living well together. It's not a single homogenous or unrealizable good life. It's not like this single homogenous pursuit of profit that our entire system is built around now. Now, the good life, Buen Vivir, is more about people living well together in a community and different communities living well together and individuals and communities living well with nature. And if these concepts sound familiar, it's because, you know, you must have heard it from other places. It's a, it's a, a trend that we are starting to see around the world uh, in this 21st century. And even prior to then, uh, and these ideas are slowly gaining more and more steam uh, as time goes on, um, you know, the idea is present in social ecology, the idea is present in various animist ontologies, and they're really being brought to the forefront in this time because we need them now more than ever. Uh, despite efforts of uh, Western forces, primarily to erase and to redact and to confine these ideas and these concepts to the realm of irrelevance or backwardsness or superstition, they endure in sometimes new forms, as with Buen Vivir. Buen Vivir is about quality of life, but also more so the idea that quality of life, our well-being as individuals, is only possible within a community. A community which, as I mentioned, includes the flora and fauna that surround us. And there are many ways that can be interpreted, which is the real beauty of it. So as a concept, you can kind of look at Buen Vivir as a two-word phrase, and it's also a double barrel of a concept. It's a two-for-one package 
of both criticism of the classical Western capitalist notion of development and an alternative to that Eurocentric tradition brought out of indigenous traditions, plural. And so that two-for-one package within that, and you can really unpack that package and see that, you know, you see the idea of the same sort of basis that degrowth is getting its critique from, yeah. uh, the same sort of ideas being shared. And in terms of alternatives, when you look into Buendivere, you sort of see the anarchic bent that has become ever more present in uh, new political imaginations over the past few years, or at least it feels that way to me, that um, that sort of community-oriented, uh, autonomy-oriented, liberatory, decolonial-oriented mindset is becoming more and more prevalent. Of course, I could be, you know, my own <laughs> internet biases and algorithms presenting me what I want to see, but I would like to think that more and more people are exploring these ideas. Yeah, it is hard to say, isn't it? Because I, I, I feel the same way. <laughs> like, am I, am I seeing what I yeah. want to see? Or, yeah, it's uh, like, oh, there are these new institutes and initiatives and programs and movements. It's so amazing. All these things are developing. And then, like, you talk to somebody who is not, like, in this sphere and they haven't heard of any of it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like... Yeah, they don't, they don't think anarchism means, like, I don't know, throwing a brick through a window. I think that is the whole yeah. ideology uh, and... Yeah, I don't know. I we can hope. We can hope. We can hope. I would like to think it's getting more prominence, but we can only hope. Yeah. It's not like it's not like anarchists are too keen on you know necessarily submitting to an anarchism census, like a global <laughs> anarchism yeah. census of some yeah. kind. Um, but I would like to think that anarchic ideas. Um, I mean, I in all the exploration that I've done of um, various parts of the world however, you know, shallow uh, my exploration has been so far. Um, I just, I see, it could be my anarchist tinted glasses seeing uh, anarchic principles and everything, but I see it in certain practices, in certain ideologies, in certain ideas, and, you know, ways of living. And I think Buen Vivir is a sort of a recognition of that in one sense, so there is no single buen vivir, right? There is no single good life. You know, I might want, for example, my buen vivir might look like uh, sailing the Caribbean Sea, um, you know, touching down in various islands and exploring the ecology therein. Or my good life might look like a more settled sort of homestead existence um, or sort of a fusion of urban and rural living uh, sort of a good ending for the suburbs uh, where you're able to live in a walkable sort of environment and community that is both not too far from, you know, the goings-ons of human social interaction, but also very much rooted and connected with um, what's happening in the natural world. But, I mean, what might your good life, your buen vivir look like, James? Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? I think, uh, you know, I grew up in the countryside, so it's like the idea of living in a rural area and still uh, having community and having uh, like that being close to nature and still also being close to people who I care about and, and being able to look after each other. I think it's interesting how often, uh, like, at least 
the sort of settler colonial concept of rural life or the construct of rural life, I guess, in America is like, oh, rugged individualism and um, being on your own when, in fact, like living in the countryside, people have to look after one another. Um, yeah, exactly. Just, exactly. Oh, we maintain this kind of this this false idea that it, it's you against the against the elements and you know crushing nature and subjecting it to your will and all this stuff. Yeah. And I think there's there's something interesting about at least the people I've spoken to um in various circles and stuff. When I ask them, you know, what is your ideal life? What is your good life? I don't necessarily say when revered. I just ask them, you know, what do you want? Um and you dig into it, you ask them a couple of prodding questions. And people, despite Bren Riviera being a pluralistic concept, people tend to generally want similar things. And so it sort of begs the question, like, why are we in this situation in the first place? <laughs> you know? Because like everyone says, yeah. oh, well, you know, I want like a, a an involved community. And I want like, I want to be able to like grow my plants. And I also want to be able to do my arts and, uh, you know, enjoy my time with people and do a bit of travel and not work my whole life and that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, people, of course, phrase it and frame it in certain ways. And so that's why I ask the prob- probing questions. Because someone might initially say, oh, well, I, I want to retire early. And when you really dig into what that means, it's like, I don't want to spend my whole life working. You know? Or they might right. say yeah, something yeah, yeah. like, not- um, you know, I want to I wanna travel a lot. So I want to like start a business when you ask them what kind of business they want to start why they want to start a business it really comes down to i want autonomy i want flexibility in my labor i want control of my own labor kind of thing like yes of course there are people who have the quote-unquote entrepreneurial spirit who want to just be at the top of the food chain but then i think most (laughs) of the entrepreneurs the quote-unquote entrepreneurs that i've met have been people who just like oh well you know i I started selling candles uh, because I really like making candles and I want to share them with people and I also need to make a living and I'm just passionate about it or whatever, that kind of thing. Uh, it's not that they necessarily want to grow it or whatever. They just want to be able to sustain themselves doing something that they enjoy. Yeah, it's interesting because we're always sold like every new advance in technology and in production that comes along. Like these concepts that you're talking about, like like working less, having community, all these things are like always sold as what that's going to do right like but instead we end up working more or the same amount and instead just generating more income for a certain group of people like we we don't get any of these good things Um, but yeah there's they're always a carrot in whatever this kind of neoliberal capitalism that we have is but we never get there exactly that's the tragedy of it Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. 
Glow with your best skin. Be confident in your skin. Be brave in your skin. With Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash, cover your skin in layers of rich moisturizers and vitamin B3 complex, transforming your skin from dry and dull to moisturized and smooth in just 14 days. Feel the best in your skin and glow with confidence all pride. Olay Body is a proud sponsor and supporter of iHeartRadio and PNG's Can't Cancel Pride, raising funds and support for the LGBTQ community. Olay Body wants you to feel empowered to live with confidence in your own skin. Not just all month, but all year long. And when you feel the best in your skin, you can do anything. So this pride, glow with confidence with the help of Olay Body. Check out Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash online or at your favorite retailer. Happy Pride! You're probably careful with your personal information. But what about the other places that have it? Like the doctor's office that mixed up your files. They have your social security number. The power company that mistakenly cut your service has your payment info and last three addresses. And the hotel that lost your reservation has your passport info. Your information is in endless places out of your control. Any one of them could accidentally expose you to hackers and identity theft through lax security, breaches, or simple mistakes. But LifeLock monitors millions of data points every second and alerts you to a wide range of threats. If your identity is stolen, a U.S.-based restoration specialist will fix it, guaranteed, or your money back. With plans covering up to $3 million for stolen funds and expenses. Mistakes happen. Don't let not having protection be one of them. Save up to 40% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 40%. Terms apply. Another aspect of, you know, the idea of the good life uh, is that it's not a static concept, right? It's not like we come up with this good life, this when we hear what we want for ourselves. Now we etch it into stone tablets and piously <laughs> adhere to them forever, like the Ten Commandments. Like, nah, you know, the good life is supposed to be flexible. When we hear is what responding to your conditions, the conditions of your community, your ecology, etc., and really redefining what it means to, go, to live a good life continuously, you know, in response to changing circumstances because, you know, change is life. Um, of course, nor is this idea of the good life a uh, quote-unquote backward concept. So <laughs> problematic framing in and of itself, but um, sometimes you have to use problematic shortcuts to communicate um, <laughs> yeah. effectively. But the, the idea of one reviewer is not like an invitation to return to some idyllic past or idyllic non-past, you know, like non-existent world that people have so mentally constructed, uh, as in the case of a lot of these romanticizations you see on social media. Um, Benavidu is not like some kind of religion with its own rules and functions, but it's, and it's not also, it's not imposing that you must become a homesteader or a forager or you must live in a rural community to live a good life. There's more possibilities yet unrealized. Um, and it should be something that is it should be considered something that is undergoing a constant construction and reproduction process. And that's, I think, where the global potential of Buen Vivir lies. Um, you know, that's where I think there's viral potential for it. I mean, of course, when you look at a lot of the things that end up dominating the social media news cycle, uh, it's a lot of negativity. Um, 
dominating current discourse right now, I think <laughs> is a uh, topic of, of masculinity and um, particularly the prevalence of uh, Andrew Tate and, you know, um, you also have the constantly bubbling under the surface existence of incels. Um, <laughs> and so, and then you, you go on TikTok. Uh, I don't know if you go on TikTok, James. Uh, I don't. I, that's the point at which good I decided I'd become good old. <laughs> I was just like, good I can't do this shit anymore. Yeah. Um, I should have made that decision, but I mean, I kind of like TikTok because... Um, I don't know how other people are curating their their for you pages, but my for you page is um, a place I enjoy being at a bit too much, which is why I have like limits on my phone to prevent me from staying on TikTok for too long. <laughs> but yeah, it's a place that I enjoy. And um, you see a lot of trends come and go on TikTok. Um, right now, the big thing is like niche talk and core core, um, which I know is, is probably Greek to you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um. But in that general vein, if you were to see uh, what those trends were, I think you'd, you'd get a sense of what I'm talking about. Um, niche talk and Coco. And then it's also, it seems to be a, an attempt to um, rebrand the idea of Sigma. Um, oh, God. <laughs> and the Sigma oh, male. It, it, it started off as a very, you know, patriarchal thing. And then I've seen a couple different creators who, who did it in sort of a, 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 an ironic or a post-ironic sense. Um as a sort of a meme because it became a meme to make fun of people who take it seriously. Yeah. Um, and then from that, that sort of memification of it, people started to reclaim the term. Um, <laughs> and then it became a sort of, you see, um, you see like a video where a guy um, does something polite or something, you know, chivalrous, something kind. And then the comments are like, um, typical Sigma W, true Sigma. This is what true Sigma looks like <laughs> <laughs> kind of thing. Oh, no. um, so I think it's just a natural aspect of the fluidity of the internet, the fickleness of the internet. Because I'm sure there's still the heavily misogynistic Sigma people. They still exist. But then there's also yeah. people who memed themselves into a brand of Sigma that's a kind of a weird pseudo-positive masculinity. <laughs> it's kind of interesting. Um, I'll 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 continue to do my TikTok anthropological research and and you know discuss my findings as this situation develops. <laughs> yeah, but in I'll that in that same vein of <laughs> in that vein of, of unification uh, and those sort of developments, I think there is a potential for Wen Vivier to become a global phenomenon, to have that global potential, to have a global reach, because and then there's something in it for the people. The there's also an anti work current present in a lot of uh, TikTok trends. So. You know, it's it's something to yeah. And cool. again, again, I see there's an anti current in a lot of TikTok trends, but those are the TikTok trends I'm being presented with. The post ironic rebrandification or whatever of Sigma is something my for you page has given me. It's not necessarily reflective of the entirety of reality, and that's the scary part of the internet, right? Like you're not seeing the full reality. You're seeing an algorithmically produced version, skewed version of reality. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting to me how like uh like most people I encounter on a daily basis will not know what or where Myanmar is. And like if I look at my Twitter page right now, it, it's just all like half of it is in Burmese, you know, and, and it's lots of people I follow and that's like my reality, but yeah, but I sort of 
then I get really frustrated when when people don't have a clue what's going on there. Exactly. Exactly. It's it's it's, it's kind of tricky. It's kind of yeah. tricky because you really in in times like these you really get a sense of how you know in moments like those where you confront that in real life, it's like okay, so like my my perception of reality is like slightly skewed by the internet, you know? Yeah. In ways that I am aware and not aware of, in ways that other people are aware and not aware of. So it's interesting. But back to when we veer, right? Yeah. When we veer, I think is also like a path for decolonization, you know, sort of a way to let go of a lot of the Western norms and impositions on speech and dress and labor and lifestyle and knowledge and social norms and relationships, etc. And adopting ways of life that account for our cultures and conditions free of those mental binds. I think that is the power of when we veer. Yeah. So then I guess another question arises, who or where or when did Ben Revere come from? Uh, and so the radical questioning that birthed Ben Revere was made possible within several indigenous traditions in South America, which, as I said earlier, culturally lacked certain concepts of development or progress. And so the contribution of indigenous knowledge to Ben Revere continues to be the sort of critical thread. The associated values and experiences and practices and worldviews of Winterview already existed in, in, in some form before the arrival of um, European conquistadors, but they were, over the process of colonization, silenced and marginalized and even openly opposed. Winterview is part of a long legacy, long quest, a long pursuit of alternative lifestyles uh, forged from the passionate battles of indigenous peoples and nations seeking uh, new ways of life, seeking freedom from the Latin American, the quintessential Latin American oligarchical nation state, which is, of course, rooted in colonialism and neoliberalism. And so we are seeing through Ben Revere, within Ben Revere, outside of Ben Revere, adjacent to Ben Revere, um, utopias in the making, the, the imagination, the imagining of utopias of the Andes and of the Amazon that are shaping discourse, that are shaping political projects, that are shaping social and cultural and economic practice. The good life, Buen Rivera, is not something that is unique to Latin America, of course. Uh, it has been practiced in many different epochs and regions of this earth. It's been known by many different names. The concept has been known by many different names. In Ecuador, it's known as Suma Kawase, um, which is a Quechua wording for a fullness of life and community together with other persons in nature. In Bolivia, the Aymara concept for it is called Suma Kamana. In the Mapuche in Chile, in the Guarani in Paraguay, in the Cuna in Panama, the Shuar in Aqua in Ecuadoria and Amazon, the Maya in Guatemala and Chiapas, Mexico, and of course the African term, Ubuntu. Yeah. And the Indian concept of Swaraj. Um, they're all these sorts of threads of what a good life, good life and community radical ecological democracy and community, all of these sort of concepts are sort of threaded within developing uh, different in different forms in different contexts. However, um, the concept has also been adopted in some sense by certain states, most notably Bolivia and Ecuador. Recently, Bolivia, you know, rewrote its constitution um, establishing itself as a plurinational state and 
they've taken the term of what they call it Vivir Bien. Um, they're trying to basically propose an economic model that accommodates various diverse cultural origins. In Ecuador, um, the conceptual framework is a bit different. They take Bonvier and they use it as a sort of a, they describe it as a set of rights, uh, rights to shelter, to health, to education, to food, to the environment. So it's less of an ethical principle, more of a complex set of rights that are also found in Western traditions, but also include, uh, you know, the the right to freedom, participation, to communities, to protection, and to nature. Part of that recognition of the right to nature and the fundamental right to water has led to the banning of any form of privatization of water um, and also the promotion of leaving crude oil in Ecuadorian Amazon below the ground. Um, However, I feel like I need to point out that I don't believe the state is compatible with the essence of Wenvivir, with the practice of Wenvivir. Um, and so the use of those concepts in state propaganda, uh, in state rebranding efforts, are not necessarily encouraging to me. They don't necessarily make such states the power gone so they would paint themselves to be, because to me, uh, Wenvivir can only really be a grassroots concept. So I think we must be you know, careful of falling into that trap of accepting uh, you know, state propaganda on, on the good life, um, you know, compromising the concept and allowing it to be co-opted or watered down. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Glow with your best skin. Be confident in your skin. Be brave in your skin. With Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash, cover your skin in layers of rich moisturizers and vitamin B3 complex, transforming your skin from dry and dull to moisturized and smooth in just 14 days. Feel the best in your skin and glow with confidence all pride. Olay Body is a proud sponsor and supporter of iHeartRadio and PNG's Can't Cancel Pride. Raising funds and support for the LGBTQ community. Olay Body wants you to feel empowered to live with confidence in your own skin. Not just all month, but all year long. And when you feel the best in your skin, you can do anything. So this pride, glow with confidence with the help of Olay Body. Check out Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash online or at your favorite retailer. Happy Pride! This is it. 
your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. As I previously noted, I think there's a major overlap between concepts of degrowth and the idea of Ben Vivere. I both agree that one of the fundamental problems is, you know, this idea, uh, this constant commercialization of societal fabric and of nature, of, you know, this criticism of capitalism, this criticism of the way that progress, development, and economic growth are understood and implemented. Um, and so they almost, they sort of complement each other, right? Because I think a criticism people have of degrowth is that it's this destructive thing, it's this negative thing, it's negative framing. And so in a sense, when Vera and degrowth can sort of be coupled, uh, degrowth as the quote-unquote missile word, destructive, while when Vivir is, you know, presenting a constructive alternative. As, you know, we attempt to progress, to move away from capitalism, to transition to new systems, there's a lot to learn. We have a lot we can learn from various non-capitalist practices around the world. And I think when Vivir... Um, is a concept that really tries to look at the ways that we have harmoniously coexisted uh, as humans in our environment um, and the ways that, you know, the good life can be combined with degrowth efforts. There's also a, a, a measure of fluidity uh, present in Buen Vivir um, that seeks balance socially, uh, ecologically, politically, economically, um, and encompasses and encompasses within that balance people, plants, and animals. Does not separate uh, nature from society, as found in classical Western dualism. And that sort of perspective is necessary if we were to move beyond the exploitation of nature for the purpose of accumulating capital that is really placed us in this mess. And even in that, in recognizing that we need to move beyond the exploitation of nature, baked into that, because we are part of nature, is a recognition that we need to stop exploiting humans. That we need to recognize human beings as part of a community, that we are not just atomized individuals. That we are in communities, that we must be part of communities, that our communities, the people within them, and the... uh lands we are part of must cooperate in harmony. I think there's a challenge to Buen Vivir. Of course, Buen Vivir is not restricted to the countryside, but it did, it did originate there. Um, I think the challenge for Buen Vivir is to confront today's urban spaces where much of humanity's population lives, um, to find ways to deal with the environment respectfully and with solidarity in 
an urban setting to find, to conceptualize a good life for and in cities. We can't exactly expect everybody to move to the countryside, um, nor should everybody. Um, and so we need to find ways that city life, urbanized life, um, can be reconstructed. And so one potential uh, sort of way that that has manifested uh, is through the transition towns movement, uh, which you can look more into. That's something that interests you, where people are basically attempting to uh, take control of their communities in order to survive the challenge that is climate change and mm-hmm. to create, uh, you know, sustainable economies and ecologies wherever they find themselves. Movements can be found in many different countries. So, you know, you might even find it in your area, in your country. Look it up. Um, it has a lot in common with the concept of Wenpivir. Like I said, like I feel like there's so many different movements and ideas and philosophies, you know, sort of with the same ideas uh, that seem to be, feel like they're on the rise. Ultimately, I believe Wenpivir is highly uh, subversive. I believe it, it looks not to return to the past or to, you know, get caught up in any kind of strict rules or impositions. It seeks a good life. It seeks to oppose colonialism and its consequences, to encourage new, more sustainable ways of living, drawn from old examples and models, and to really create a horizontal society, to create a cooperative society to develop self-management instead of new forms of top-down governance. Um, one that rejects both the market and the state as solutions to our issues and looks to ourselves. One that looks, one that rejects the market and the state as potential solutions and looks to ourselves. The idea of development is an almost zombie category, as some writers have described it. It's supposed to be dead, and yet it lives. <laughs> and so Buen Vivir provides us an opportunity to move away from development and look towards Buen Vivir. It recognizes that while we may never create a perfect life, we can create a good life. That's it. Thanks, Aaron. Yeah, that was really interesting. I like that. You can uh, find me on YouTube at Andrewism on twitter.com slash underscore saying true and if you're so inclined you can support me on patreon.com slash saying true this has been andrew uh, at it could happen here with james signing off it could happen here is a production of cool zone media for more podcasts from cool zone media visit our website coolzonemedia.com or check us out on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts you can find sources for It Could Happen Here updated monthly at coolzonemedia.com slash sources. Thanks for listening. High Five Casino. High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at highfivecasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at highfivecasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at high the number five casino. 
Casino.com. High Five Casino. Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash covers your skin in layers of rich moisturizers and vitamin B3 complex, transforming your skin from dry and dull to moisturized, soft and smooth in just 14 days. Feel the best in your skin and glow with confidence, all pride. For the third year, Olay Body is a proud sponsor of iHeartRadio and PNG's Can't Cancel Pride and supporter of the LGBTQ plus community. So this pride glow with confidence, not just all month, but all year long. Check out Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash online or at your favorite retailer. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through six X visit tomboyx.com.